two-man. Israel Dalau! Is he? Is he in? You better believe it. New Zealand Rugby's organised a crisis <laughs> meeting with uh, Stephen Larkin. Sit back, relax, put your belt on, and enjoy the show. And welcome to the 13th episode of the Draft Rugby Podcast, where we discuss fantasy super rugby, the game they play online in heaven. I'm your host, Kagi, and joining me this week, I have Harry. How are you doing, Harry? Good, mate. Looking forward to another pod. Excellent. And uh, Nelson, what about you, mate? How are you doing? Uh, mate, all the better for a burst eardrum, so I can't hear you very well. Excellent, mate. How about the fantasy matchup this week? How'd that one go? Oh, I think it's a bit rigged, so we'll leave it at that. Is it? Okay. I've got a win, mate. Back in the top two where I belong. Does say back in? Well, yeah, it's been 12 months, but... True. So two, two, two of the three on this table got a win. We'll just leave it at that. You beat me by one, mate. Win's a win, mate. I had a man down. Excuses. That's all I'm hearing. Um, all right, getting into the pod. I mean, no, we're not getting the pod. Let's just get the plugs done. Um, getting the plugs. Uh, website, draftrobie.com for all our articles and content. Casualty Award, Round and Review, OG League Blog, and the Stock Market. Um Get after us on the socials at Draft Rugby, Facebook, Twitter, the Gram. Uh, Harry's actually just snapping a photo for one of those right now um, because it's now 11:15 p.m. on Monday night as we're just kicking off the pod. So um, how good! Uh, all right, getting straight into the content then. Entree, uh, the usual fantasy, a review of Fantasy Super Rugby Round Eight. Uh, for main course, we're going to have a look at what's to come in Round Nine. And because uh, it's 11.15pm, we're having a low-cow, skipping, skipping dessert this week. Yeah, we've got a good dessert for next week. No, you just, you, when you promise things like that, we've got to deliver. No, I didn't promise happens. anything. I said we've got a good one. Okay, all right, man. Well, you'll know who to blame next week. Um, all right, so getting stuck into it, uh, round eight. The Chiefs had a buy. The Chefs, much-needed buy for them. And, uh, much needed? They're on a hot run of form, man. They, want to they are, mate. They are, they are just firing the last couple of weeks, and you're saying they need a break. This is not what they need. They need to keep that going, mate. Any consistency. All just agree to disagree. Um, all right, so the first game this week, we had the Highlanders <clears throat> going down 28-31 to 31 against the Canes uh, in Dunedin. So um, this was a ripper of a game. Um it was it was kind of a it was one where you saw the momentum swing back and forth. You saw a lot of free running rugby, um, and kind of yeah, they just really took turns uh, scoring scoring tries. Um, yep. But a lot of great things. Look, uh, returning in this one, we saw Bobby T, Robbie Thompson, uh, coming back from an ankle injury. So we expect him to feature prominently throughout the rest of the season. Uh, I guess preferred in that thirteen jersey, I'd say. Interestingly, With Walden. Yeah, but one, interestingly, one of the, the coaches during the week was saying that they were originally planning to use him on the wing before Nahalo did his name. So he was going to get a, a run work, on the pine this week. Work his way back in. Maybe, maybe yeah. I guess. But Interesting. I I'd, I'd never thought that they would ever use him in that way. <clears throat> well, I guess this is the first time they've had like uh, all their utilities available. You know, like Buckman, Fatters. They've just yep. had the whole crew <clears throat> to go. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, all right. And so, uh, but I guess... Bobby T was the only one coming back from injury, but uh, injuries that did happen in this one, uh, we'll just get those out of the way straight up. Uh, Richard Buckman, so talking about him, the Barracuda, he did do an Achilles. Um, how do we know any severity or anything of that, or just no, no scan results yet? But they've said a significant injury and will be out for the foreseeable future. So I think they're thinking it's at least partial. Yeah, it's as, as good as Achilles gone, season gone, I think. 
Excellent. So just scrap my previous point about them having all the utilities firing. Uh, Marty Banks, the party is over at Marty's. So um, broken foot for Marty Banks. So just as he seemed to uh, take that starting jersey, making it his own once again, um, no longer to be. Harry, you, you uh, were saying it's the season probably? Or? Nah, four to six weeks. Four to six weeks, okay. Yeah, yeah, four to six weeks. So he'll be back, but obviously it's a, a good stint of time at the moment when they're actually starting to get a roll on. Excellent. And Lukey Whitelock, um, who's been ripper all year so far, it's just got a bit of a tight calf. So did he come off early? Did he play? I don't even know if he played the whole game or if he... Um, but um, he, he could, be in for a rest. Sure. could be in for a rest sometime soon. Anyway, they, I think they said he came off late with a tight calf, but I, I didn't, don't remember seeing him actually coming off. Yeah, that was it. It was tight calf. All right. And then, look, yeah, this one. Um, I mean, let's just talk about the goods. Uh, Artie Sevilla. How yep. good? Mate, he, he's looking good. Two scary, tries. Scary quick. Two tries. One of the quickest guys on the field. Yeah. Um, I think we were saying, our, well, my, Harry, my favourite moment was um, his tackle on Tavita Lee. You know, it was just a one-on-one. Gave Tavita Lee, gave him the sideline and just reeled him in, took him straight out. It was that uh, was brilliant. I don't know if I can say it's my favourite. I was going to say the try. Was definitely that blam, like, eight tackle bust. And then <laughs> the offload to Artie, just putting on the double left foot step. And that second left foot And then the big second left foot yeah, step just... <laughs> Oh, Two metres so to the right. That's true. No, that was, yeah. There was at least five tackle busts in, in a row from Blam. That was just straight through the middle of the entire team. I yeah. did love that, so it was very good. If there was a game, you're just fucking bashing the B button or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Bus tackles. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, there was another There was another Blam moment, actually. It was very disappointing for Blam owners like me, where he um, mm. he basically, again, he busted the line, and he decided that uh, someone was coming on his tail. He was going to throw a, a pass through a speculator to chase Tia Tia, who kind of overran it and just <clears throat> butchered a certain try that was I think Blam of 2018 would have just backed himself and burned everyone and uh, he looked like he very much would have but uh, just decided not to so yep unlucky on that one um, he's not backing himself enough in those situations no exactly um, look this game was pretty close uh, I think at the end of the day the stats that stand out the Canes um, 141 carries the 98 um, and also the lineouts. Uh, the Highlanders won 5 of the Hurricanes wow. line-out. So, um, otherwise, pretty similar in line breaks, tackle bus, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, yeah, look, fantasy points. Let's get, get through that. Artie, man of the match, 86 points. Yay. Nine runs over 90 metres, just a bit of everything. Tackle bus, uh, you know, three, two line breaks, um, everything. Shannon, Friz- Shannon Frizzell, 65 points. 13 runs, couple tackle bus, three offloads. Again, he just got stuck in everything. Blam, we talked about 63 points. He had six runs for over 80 metres and eight tackle busts. Lamar paid 59 points. Bone Barrett, 55. Wowza. And TJ, 53. Not bad. So the next match was the Reds versus the Stormers. The Reds took this out 24-12. to 12. Uh, for the returning column, you had Salomon Morat, who returned from a concussion. Um, and in terms of new injuries, Filippo Dalgunu, um, we're assuming that's probably a fractured forearm. Um, SP Murray, who looks sore. Yeah. yeah, is covering a shit kick and saying he had a bit of a hip flexor and he's been sent home. And Chris Van Zyl, I've seen him uh, back in yeah, and, and he was shit for other reasons as well. But as boring as this first uh, 40 minutes was, both teams decided to give it a bit of a crack in that s- second half. Um, the Stormers were unlucky early on with a, a few potential tries. Um, Villemc chased a, a grabber, placed the ball just on the, the dead ball line by the looks of it. But if you ask Harry, when you're looking from that side view, he thought it could have snuck in there. Side view... 
biased manager view. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but how good did Tate McDermott look again? Um, too early to talk Wallabies for, for me, but a few people have been saying that sort of stuff. But it's only been a few games, but he's a talent. He, he has that ability to uh, create holes for his forwards, um, even when the defence is, is set and, and solid. Um, mate, yeah. he looked covered in spiders, mate. Uh, mate. They, were just, they were just falling off him. He, he just, I don't know how he was doing it. Yeah, yeah. He, looked like, he didn't look like he knew where he was going, so how were they supposed to know where he was going? When exactly, he scored you know? that try. On SP, right? It was SP, right? <laughs> falling over again. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, yeah, but it was it was good little sneaky. I can only assume that's where he actually injured his groin. You know, he yeah. did it tough then. Well, Espoo Marais, he he did have that kick to put them within seven, uh, a pretty easy kick, and he missed it, mm. and that's when he apparently did his groin. He's um, selling it though. He's going home. Yeah. Well, good mate. Like you have to sell that because it was shit. It was real shit. He's the worst. Yeah. Um, Jeff Hardy, the little winger, I, I think it was his debut. Um, there was two or three Start, chances. Starting debut. Starting yeah. debut, yeah. Um, a few opportunities that if the Reds just decided to give him the ball, he could have potentially <laughs> scored, but they three, must have... Yeah, three opportunities. Three, they, three just give him the ball. They must have had a, like a secret meeting without him before the match and said, <laughs> fuck it, do not let him touch it. He's not ready, boys. He <laughs> yeah. literally just got two more. Just let him stand there, but do not let him touch the ball. It's a pretty, um, pretty mean practical joke, I think. Yeah. In terms of the match stats, a lot of it just went the way of the Reds. They had 62, 62% possession, 60% territory. They made 495 to 325 metres, almost double the tackle bus, 38 to 20, over double the line breaks, 19 to 8, and 13 to 6 offloads. So flogged them in most stats. The fantasy man of the match was Samu Captain Courageous Karevi with 83 points. He had 20 carries, which is beast. Three line breaks, 10 tackle bust, two offloads and a try. What didn't this man do? How good is he? Yeah, for the Reds. Uh, and he is the top carrier of the season. Most runs this season. And that's what you want. And most tackle busts. Equal most tackle busts. But Tate McDermott for the Reds, he got 65 points. Huge. Uh, Two line breaks, seven tackle busts and a try. Bryce Hegarty got 58 points um, with five tackle busts and two line breaks himself. For the Stormers, Kobus Van Dyke got 57 with 12 tackles, a try and two turnovers. Damian Dialende got 53 points with two line breaks and four tackle busts. Lucan Salakai Lotto, 52 points. BPA, uh, that's Payinga Mosa for you out there. And Stewart both got 50 points. So pretty, pretty high scoring match. Mm. Good stuff on the Reds. Yep. So roll on to the Lions and Sharks, Harry. Yeah, this one was a goodie. Lions versus Sharks, 5-42. to 42. The Sharks away from home absolutely blitzed them. No one really saw this coming. I think can, we all thought that the Lions would be the favourites. Can I, this is the game I didn't watch. Did they only make one conversion? Did they score eight tries and make one? No, no, they scored six tries and oh, kicked three. Oh, okay, all right. No, just... You're just making sets. Your like... maths is no. bad. <laughs> Numbers are hard, man. Numbers are hard. Do you just guess that? It's too late, right? <laughs> <laughs> so they had six tries to the Sharks to the one from the Lions. Andreas Cotier came back from his hammy uh, sprain and played at fullback. And Kyle Brink came back from his knee injury he had from back in August of last year. So that's a big comeback from him. And uh, no new injuries for once on there for either team, which is good news. Uh, This one was really, really interesting. The Sharks were so dominant in the first half. They had all the ball and territory for the entire half. But it took about 20 minutes until they finally scored. And then from there, I think the, uh, the floodgates just opened. They put on a couple more within a few minutes. 
the whole team was just absolutely flying at the line, getting over the ad line, making line breaks. Bosch looked like an absolute weapon. Mm. I don't know how fast he gets a jersey back, other than the fact that clearly <laughs> Rob Dupree's father, what's his name? Also, Rob, Rob Debris. Yeah. <laughs> but Rob. how about Bosch? He walked up to that defensive hates him. line. To finish my sentence, he, he hates him. He walked up to that defensive line like he literally wasn't giving it a crack, and then just popped out of the back of it and just went, mm. "How the fuck did that happen?" He didn't even look committed to it. Yeah, the line's defense is pretty average. It was terrible. Um, <laughs> and, and once they started leaking a few, it just happened over and over and over again. But, but the lines are the like the Australia of old. It's like the plan is to score more points than the other. Yeah, team. It's yeah. About, yeah. about D, but they're not scoring. It's like the Blues, yeah. Blues of old, yeah, um, and current. Yeah. Just score no, more points. No, their defense is good now. We'll yeah, get to the um, lines midfield. The defense in the middle was atrocious, but on their line, their D was actually pretty good. When the when it started to open up, they were getting a lot of runaway tries. But when they were actually sitting on their line, they were pretty solid. Um, the one name to pull out from this one from me for the Lions was Tyrone Green, who made two absolute try savers. I, I don't remember who the first one was. I think it was on my pimpy, but the second was on one was on Lucanio Am sprinting across <clears throat> field. He picks him up, and the guy weighs like eighty five kilos. Mm. Picks up Lucanio Am and then spins him three sixty and like suplexes him over the sideline. <laughs> it's just he's, so good. He's a tiny man. So. That's interesting because I, I, I only watched the highlights. I'd miss this game, but one of the things was he he just he made a terrible read. That was that was one of my pimpy's tries. Yeah. Do you remember that one of my pimpy's tries was Tyrone Green's made terrible. Oh yes. oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was a try. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sort of, he also missed five missed tackles. Yeah. Like that's yeah. pretty crazy as well. Yeah. So. No, mixed was, bag. I mean, the Lions. Rocks or dogs? Yeah. They all missed five tackles that year. Second half, it started to rain, and from there the game just died in the ass. It was pretty much not worth watching. I watched it, and it was so painful. Mm. So if we go to the stats. It kind of the first half stats tell it all. In the first half, the Sharks had seventy-seven percent possession wow. and eighty-six percent territory. Second half was a little bit more even, um, not worth really mentioning. Really, yeah. But yeah, literally just played the entire game attacking the line. Um, the Lions made six hundred and forty-five meters compared. Sorry, Sharks made six forty-five meters compared to the Lions three twenty-two. Sharks beat thirty-six compared to sixteen defenders. Mm. Lions missed 24% of their tackles, including 26 missed tackles in the first half. Uh, It was just an absolute blitz. From the player stature, man of the match was Makazole Mapimpi, 84 points from two tries, 120 metres, five clean breaks, three tackle busts and two offloads. You also had a lot of big scores, Lucanio Am, 73, Bosch, 72, Andre the Giant, Esterheisen, 68, Jacques Vermeulen, 60, Kieran Van Vuren, 52, Dan Dupree is 50, and Ruben Van Heden also cracking the half ton on 50. How good. All right, moving on to the Crusaders uh, defeating the Brumbies, 36-14 to 14 in Christchurch. Um, this was an interesting one. It was, uh, it was the Brumbies came to play in that first half. Um, you know, you, well, I don't know about you guys, but I was super surprised. The Brumbies really came out with this level of intensity that... You just didn't really expect. Yeah. Well, I think we're all back to a walloping, really. Exactly. Um, so, look, returning from this one, the, the Crusaders props, Joe Moody back from an ankle, Owen Franks back from a shoulder niggle. So, Franks, he paid his uh, 150th uh, Super Rugby game. Only four games. Long time coming. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Um, Alan Alatoa was back for the Brumbies. He looked good. Um, and Tony Pulu back. Um, so, Alan was back from a wrist injury and Tony Pulu back from a fractured cheek in round one. <laughs> um, Cody Taylor was pulled pre-game on this one with a calf issue um, and Georgie Bridge uh, he's kind of had a hammy issue 
um, spilling over from last week. So he wasn't actually named, but just thought it worth mentioning. So yeah, look, um, first half. At the end of the first half, it was zero to seven. So the Brumbies, wait, the Brumbies up? Zero yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, God, I had to check that twice. You know, like. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, the Crusaders were defending like champions, but the Brumbies, as we said, they were just absolutely bringing it. Um, they were helped by uh, a yellow, there was three yellow cards in this one. So, um, first one to Franks in the twenty seventh minute um, for a bit of a shoulder charge. I, I, I thought this was actually pretty soft by by the standards of shoulder charges, and I'm not quite sure it would warrant a card. Mm. But um, it was just they were mm. wanting to throw yellow cards out this week. That's it. Anyway, we, I often talk about how the Crusaders seem to get better when uh, there's a yellow card out. Uh, I, I, wouldn't, I don't think they got that much better this time. It might have been really too early for them to start getting better uh, when the yellow card's out. It's only 27th minute. But um, but look, they still, I mean, you know, the Crusaders, when it, the Brumbies are playing at their best and the Crusaders are defending mediocrely, still only let in seven, seven points yeah. and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, there was two other cards in this one. Tony Pooley for a high tackle on Will Jordan. Put... Poor bloody Will Jordan. Uh, oh, copped a few. Went in for two tries, and both of them, they almost <laughs> took his head off. So, um, no. Hopefully he's not playing next week for you. Hopefully he's playing next week. Um, but look, I mean, whilst Will Jordan was good, the real story here is Sever Race, man of the match. Oh, Fan- yeah. Fantasy man of the match, fantasy man of the round. Again, 99 points. Um, Would have been good if he got 100. Would have been Ran good it if he got... Ran it up. Yeah, you needed two points to beat anything else, but um, that's all good. Um, I'll take a draw. Yeah, no, Reese was absolutely incredible. What, he had 13 runs for 140 metres, six line breaks, six tackle busts, couple offloads, two tries. He was unbelievable. So. Fire. Mm. Yeah. Um, who else? Well, Richie had a pretty bloody good game. He, he was looking back more, a bit more of the 2018 Richie that we, we loved. So yep. a couple of big runs there, splitting them open. Oh, he, he ran some massive... Mm. Massive run through the middle of that field. There was one line break from like 25 out. Yeah. And he just went so far. And Almost I was, I was watching that playing against him. I was just crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. He was Harry's boy last year. Um, so he ran for over 90 metres, six tackle busts. He just kind of got involved. Um, and look, I mean, I guess a bit more about the game stats here. Um, so the, the Crusaders, I think these are the right way around is the real question. Um, 107 carries to 142. Line breaks, 8 to 16. Trying to decide between rounds, this should be. Who knows? Mate, you um, did it. Don't ask me. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's going to be the other way around. So Crusaders made 142 carries to 107, six double the line breaks, uh, more than about triple the tackle bus, double the meters, and the Brumbies made about three times in his tackles, 36 to 11. So, kind of tells the story of what happened in the second half. Um, and then, yeah, just to round out the last, the fantasy performances, we said. Richie Moe had a big one on 56 points. David Havili, 56 points, another big one. 11 tackle busts from him. Uh, TK, the only one yep. from the Brumbies. 2-2. So 50 points from him, a try. A big big line break there at Back the end. The, yeah, the end there. Um, and otherwise, Scotty B, Scotty Barrett and Will Jordan on 49 points. Yep. Mm. The Blues versus the Waratahs is up next. So the Blues at home. They uh, were going for four in a row, which would have been their four, first time since 2011 that they did that, and they succeeded, 32-29. Four tries apiece. This was actually a really good game. I, I really enjoyed this one. It wasn't mm. too far behind the uh, Highlanders' Hurricanes in my eyes. Mm. Um, the Blues were really, really dominant for the first 20 minutes, uh, where basically it was just the Ma'anonu show as he laid on two tries and just dominated in every facet of the game and mm. man he just looks like an all black again he really does he's mm. got to be in contention second 20 though was all the tarts mm. Foley, Folau that cross kick 
they just play to their strengths much like they did against the Crusaders and you could see once once they start attacking the line they basically look like they had the plan that any time within the 22 they had a long arm penalty it was going to be a cross field kick to fill out to see if they couldn't score off it and fair enough like it doesn't matter how you prepare for that we've been saying it for years I can remember one game in his career where he's been blocked off the ball I think the Crusaders did it where they just had everyone standing in his way so that he couldn't actually get to the ball to actually compete one game mm. and he now has 60 tries the most in the entire game how history. ridiculous Boom. and he's had two different sports he's played before this yeah he's such a weapon um, the returning players, I should mention, Josh Goodhue came back from his shoulder injury to start, and he's a man with a huge work rate for fantasy points. I think about one game, he's averaging over 40 points a game or something, so he's an absolute He's, he's living up to the name. If you've got a Goodhue, then you're in for a good time. Absolutely. Mm. I had him for one week, and he was shit. Unless you're Nelson. Caleb Clark, I think I played you that week. Yeah, Caleb probably. Clark came back from his knee injury and scored a cracking try, I think. Nonu laid that one on for him, actually, mm. and he just kind of burst through a couple of tackles to score on the post, so that was good to see, because he's... A, I can't believe he's still only 19. Mm. He's still eligible for the under-20s for another year. Wait, what? Yes! Jeez. Caleb Clark. I, like yeah, I knew, years, I knew he was young. Yeah. Far out. He's such a weapon. Good. And Will Miller filled in, came back from his angle injury and filled in for Michael Hooper and did a solid yeah. job again. Yeah, everyone's talking about who's going to replace Rico in two or three years' time. It's probably going to be Caleb Clark. Yeah, yeah that's just right. Jesus. Injuries yet. Sonny Bill Williams not playing because he injured his knee midweek. Blake Gibson came off with a knee injury where he just took a massive shot to it. Mm. I don't know. That's how you fracture a handicap in my eyes. So let's, was, let's watch what happens. It was a triple hematoma on that one, mate. He's a lot of <laughs> So we'll wait and see. And then he had again. Ted Flanagan came off after 10 minutes, and we weren't sure why. Mm. So either they just finally clicked that he is actually awful, or maybe he got injured. So we'll, uh, we'll keep our eyes on that, but no news yet. Um, in the end, the Tars just didn't quite have the energy to try and run over the top of the, uh, the Blues this week like they did a couple of weeks ago against the Crusaders. Um, and in the end, uh, Gordon, I think, scored a good try late to give him a bit of a chance, and then the Tars had their opportunities but just couldn't finish it off. The stats were super, super even. Possession, field position, tackle busts, offloads, all really equal. Tackle <coughs> success even, 85% each. The only thing that stood out to me was that the Tars again had a perfect line-out, 13 from 13, and they stole three of the Blues' 15. So their line-out still operating very well as Rob Simmons... I've got to say, Captain Mudd probably having his best year I can remember him having. Yep. Uh, no, I won't have it, but also... Uh, he's not... A, oh, oh, oh I'm not saying he's going to play for the world, but it's just his best year, so he's slightly <laughs> that. He better not. No, I think it all comes down to Damien Fitzpatrick. We said, we talked about him last week. He's not exciting, but he does his job job. well. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's a great throw. For mm-hmm. sure. Uh, Izzy Folau was the fantasy man of the match with 61 points from 16 <clears> rounds, <throat> two line breaks, two tackle busts, two offloads and a try. So well and truly ball hogging, so That's doing his job well, get him the which ball. is whatever I want. Get him yeah. the ball. Patrick Tupolotu got 49 points as well, had a cracking game. Alex Newsom continues to score and, and score well, 46 mm. points, including a try. Four line breaks, he's been put into some holes. So. Yep. Huge. Mm. Ma'an Nonu, 44 points, a try and two assists, as we mentioned. Man of the match, like an absolute... Weapon this oh, week. We were talking about him earlier as well. I want to give him a shout out. 54 tries for the season. Yeah, well, yeah. For Nonu, so. not for the season. Sorry. For wow. His, <laughs> for his wow. Yeah, yeah. Michael Wells, 43, and Jake Gordon scored 42 <clears throat> points in 20 minutes. So the next game was the Rebels giving the Summers a shellacking 42 to 15. Returning was Josh Timu from an ankle injury and new injuries. There was no injuries, but Billy Meeks was cited for a shot on Jason Emery, which I think a shot. was soft. 
Um, was, he shouldn't be started. I just that. mean it was huge. Yeah. yeah. The, the Rebels have previously had talent in the backs, and the, the thing they've been lacking is the forwards. And I think this year, that's what's been different for them. They actually have good, secure, fast, clean balls, so they can actually feed the ball out mm. to these backs. Um, and, and Quade's obviously adding that extra dimension. But do you know what? They've just never been interested in these, these guys called props. Well, do you know why they have a decent forward pack at the moment? Every single player this week in the starting forward pack was from the Western Force. Every single one of them. What? Every single one of them had played for the Western Force. So they just have worked hard to get well, players from an, yeah. another team slowly. Even Jones was there for one year before he went to the Rebels. No, he's, stretch, he's stretching. Uh, no, it's true. Um, so it, for this match, the Rebels were, were dominant for most of the game, solidifying, I, I believe, themselves as that top Aussie team. Quaid and Genia turned back the clock, um, playing really quite flat, um, which is getting them on that front foot and providing more passing options. This came to... Fruition really when Guinea threw that cut out from the the base of the ruck, hitting Hodge with three or four men between between them when he scored that try. Um, speaking of turning the clock back, how about Guinea winning that fifty meter try, a la two thousand eleven grand final? Mm. Um, he, he's looking quick and he's looking good. He didn't look hesitant for that one at all. Like as soon as he took yes. off, as soon as he hit that gap, yeah. he went, "I'm going." That's yeah. it. I've got the whole way. Um, Masawira boys, so he scored another double. When does he become a good, good good fantasy player? No. What is he ranked? I won't have him. Yeah. I, I don't want him. I want to know where he's actually ranked. Yeah. Um, he both beat both Maddox. Yeah, he beat both Maddox and Meeks for his tries. Um, Maddox's defence was pretty poor. He mm. actually got two out of his five attempts, tackle attempts. Yeah, it was a um, real poor attempt on him there. Yeah, which is this is the first sort of weaknesses we've really seen in his game. Mm. Hodgie sort of capitalised on that shift of fullback, getting Hodgie. a hat-trick. Um, you were mate, so I can call him Hodgie. Um, and he almost had a fourth, which he just got pulled short and popped the ball up to, to set Cooper up, Craig Cooper up for a try. There were three yellows in this, but there's only one I want to talk about. Campbell Magne uh, for an apparent late and high hit. Even in slow motion, it didn't look late or high. Um, I don't really think it's a poor indictment on the game, but it seriously raises the question that why are we looking at late hits in slow motion only? It was such a split second mm. that, I mean, there's no way he could have pulled out of that. It was so split. Campbell Magnet. Campbell Magnet's try was not, uh, tackle was not late. But Bill Meeks was the same, mate. They said late and high. You but that wasn't a yellow. I'm talking about yellows. Okay. I'm saying, why, did, why are we looking at but that? But on the point of slow motion on late yeah. hits. Ridiculous. Um, for team stats, the Rebels led most of it. Six tries to two, 18 to eight Ooh. line breaks, uh, which was a, a big standout. Um, 16, I'm just tired, matter Yeah, mate. 16 <laughs> penalties to six with two yellows to one. Um, that's the only thing really going the way. The Sunwolves, the Sunwolves, they got 61% of tackles, 48 out of 79, and they only had 54% of line outs, seven of 13, which is shite. Those are not good numbers for anyone. No. no. Fantasy man of the match, Samisi Masawira. What? He got 95 points, 14 carries, two tries. That's the best of the year. Yeah, nine tackle busts, five line breaks, and three offloads. He's now the 16th ranked outside back. Wow. And not owned in our league. Yeah. No one uh, Hodge, Hodge <laughs> got 80 points. Again, not owned this uh, this week for us. 80 mm. points with 14 carries. Very much so. <laughs> and five tackle busts. Genia got 65. For the Sunwolves, Tui got 51 with two offloads and two turnovers. Yes, he did. Meeks got 48 and Nasserani got 47. Well, that was a lot to get through. How good. Nelson's little small essay. Um, yeah. All right. Well, 
the bull that leaves us with the final fixture. The uh, Bulls going down at home to the Jaguares, twenty to twenty-two. Um, it was really, I guess, yeah, like the Jaguars just lifted in the end there to, to take it. The Bulls, I guess, I think they got a little complacent, thought they had it, but um, mm, I think the cards had a big a lot to do with it. Yeah, massive. Well, that's I was been the flavor of the week. How many games about three yellow cards? You know, it's just uh, it's going to be a top week for yellow cards. Okay, yeah, there's, there was. Uh, we probably should have counted up Did how many cards there were this one? week. But I, I didn't get hit by a single one. This I week. didn't. You got one, I think, Kagi. Did it cost you the win? <laughs> Whatever it was, I still won. So, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's all that matters. Um, yeah, so three, there were three cards in this one. But look, returning, we had a, a well-timed return for Yako Visagi from an ankle injury. So he Visagi, maybe? He came back from the bench. I think it's like, you've got to say it with a lot of um, guttural, Visagi, you know, kind of, I'm not going to do that again. Um, and also, You're just trying to slot your name into it. Viscagi. Yeah, actually, that's good. <laughs> I like it. Um, and, uh, and likewise, for the Haguaris, they had Augustin Creevy returning um, from Who's the bench. that? So, yeah, not a bad guy to bring off the bench. Um, uh, injuries, Eli Snyman, he had some kind of shoulder injury. Uh, I don't know what he did, but had a lot of ice on it and um, did not look very it, comfortable. It was big ice pack, wasn't it? It was. So they've already got a lot of locks out because they've had lost uh, Captain Ludiaga. Yep. They should have RG Snyman coming back soon. All the the South African teams are losing heaps of locks. They are. All the locks are yeah. they're endangered species. This yeah, season, wow. It seems. But, um, but yeah, all right. Um, and look, for this game, the Bulls rested both Andre Pollard and Jesse Creel. So basically the core of their back line. Um, and yeah, look... Uh, this game, both teams played really a test mar- uh, test match type of game, so yep. all territory based. Um, and for the most of the game, the Bulls were just better mm-hmm. at it. So uh, Manny, Manny Libok really stepped up. Um, He's quite a talented young player. He was, but he was really helped by. Uh, I was impressed by Devon Rousseau uh, out in fifteen. He looked really good, and his kicking game was spot on. So he was absolutely winning that territory uh, kicking game against. You know, effectively the, the Pumas, so a test side. Um, it's a shame he's uh, not going to get another run. Correct, <laughs> correct. We'll get to that. Um, so, yeah, great kicking game from the Bulls. Uh, I said Rousseau played well. Gonzalez Inglésis did not play well. So, um, he he almost got charged down once or twice. I can't remember. He did make a couple of big cough-ups, but he just... Um, it was his first time starting in 10, in the 10 jersey this year and um, just won't be one he'll want to remember. Um but yeah, big talking points. The Bulls were reduced down to 13 men for the final nine minutes, and uh, that really cost them the game. Basically. Definitely hurt. Um, so they had yellow cards about Tim Agaba. That was repeated infringements, and then Conrad Van Vuren, um, who just made a really dumb tackle, tackling the man in the air off the kickoff. Um, Smacked. You know, like idiot. Yeah, that was. <laughs> Not needed. Um, for the Haguarias, excitingly, Domingo Miotti, uh, he came on. So he was, when we were first talking to uh, Paul Tate and doing the research at the start of the year, um, he was one of the two young fly halves that was touted to possibly getting a lot of game time. And he came on for his debut and stole the shows. He scored two tries um, to steal the game for the Haguarias. He, he missed one of the two kicks, but um, he looked absolutely gun, as far as I was concerned. Um, it was quite a big... Uh, big 10 but um, he he didn't look out of place at all he came on absolutely lifted the intensity of the Haguares and really hit the line with pace so that was great from him um, match starts yeah um, pretty similar run metres 393 to 248 uh, really the story is that the Haguares can a lot more penalties but um, 
Oh, I'm going over time now, so let's just smash out the fantasy points. Pablo, Sounds good. Man of the match, Pablo Matera and Guboka, Lizzo Guboka, both on 63 points. He's, Guboka keeps putting scores up. Yeah. Guboka, he made 11 runs uh, over 90 metres for wow. a prop. That's outside back numbers. That's and, huge. And 22 points, double points for runs for a prop forward. Um, and otherwise, big performances came from uh, Jans Kirsten, 51 points, Berger Odendahl, 50, and Dwayne Vermeulen with 46 points. Nice. Perfect. All right. Well, that will conclude our entree and uh, pre- and review, sorry, and take us on to our main course, the preview for round nine of Super Rugby. Can you believe we're at round nine? Officially the halfway yeah. point once we go through this. The halfway point. It's just, are you guys excited about I like that it's a, we play straight through, no June. Well, I think it's good. Year, you know? just, way better. Just get Mate, it done. Like Way, way better. You know what I mean? I um, don't like the term, just get it done. I'd love Super yeah, Rugby, but sorry, I, I don't like the That's just how I feel between. about this podcast right now. Um, just, Thanks, mate. Just just according to I actually really enjoy my time with you. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Well, <laughs> shall we get with, it done? With, with that, let's, let's get it done. Um, all right, so in round nine, uh, it's back to a triple bye week. So we have the Hurricanes, Sunwolves, and the Waratahs with the bye this week. That's going to hurt a few so people. It's going to hurt some people, I'd say. The the Tars and Hurricanes have been, and just even the Moon Dogs have been providing a lot of fantasy points. So mm. you can go back to was it last week's episode in Dessert? We looked at the average points yep. and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I have got the conceders for the first seven here, but I haven't added the eighth. If you want to know, who, no, uh, we don't want to know. We don't. That's we, a dessert, mate. That's we a, don't want to know. We won't we want to get dessert out, but maybe we'll put out an article this week doing that. You know, detailing some of those stats. So. Yeah. Sounds good. I think that's a good idea. All right, Harry. How about you take us away, Crusaders and Highlanders? How good is that going to be? Oh, far out. Uh, it's not going to be that good. Crusaders are going to win fifty now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fine. Um, <laughs> three, three tries to recent in all, maybe. So yeah, Eight. sure. Whatever, whatever gets you. Whatever floats you better. Gets yeah. you a win, mate. You need one. Uh, <laughs> mate, I'm three from the last five. That's not a problem. We're, we're on the table. Lost, by, <laughs> lost one by one point. We're about to the, the table, mate. I'm in there. Okay. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so, Cody Taylor should be back from his tight calf. There has been a couple of guys that have missed at least a week pulling out with a tight muscle. Just like a stretch, mate. I don't understand. Mm. If, if a, a small tear is a one-week injury... If you're making them miss a week without a tear, just let them play and see if they tear. <laughs> yeah, it's only it's, one week if it's a minor tear. It's, mate, it's what, rugby world cup, you can never be too gorgeous. Just stretch. <laughs> Richie Buckman, the Barracuda, is obviously gone for a long time, as we mentioned, with his Achilles. He's had no luck with injuries, I don't know. Marty Banks, fractured foot, and Lukey Whitelock had his tight calf as well, so uh, he may miss one, you never know. Get the dinker rub out. We got Georgie Bridge. We expect to come back because his was just a, a was it a tear? Was he was a tight hammy as well? His he was wasn't minor. even a tear. Just, yeah, they've just lost this. A couple of weeks. He missed two right. weeks with a tight mm. muscle. So anyway, he's got to be back, and uh, he needs yeah. he's desperately in need for minutes because he's, he's, he's meant to play eighty minutes every week. So <laughs> Oliver Jagger, uh, Jagger bomb, Jagger bomb. Come, mate. No, it's a Wagger bomb. He's back. I think. From a shoulder injury, he uh, he was a preseason injury, and this was meant to be his return date. So, not sure exactly, but he, this is when he is due. He's so definitely the most thing. exciting player in the Crusaders to talk about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you like props, uh, yeah? Okay, All right, I do. Um, Braden Enor and Jack Luke, you were both rested last week, so they're going to have to force their way back into this outrageous. Would thing. you say it was a good decision uh, as a fantasy manager to rest Braden Enor and play a man down? Um, <laughs> <last week? laughs> Not if you lost by one point. Yeah, no, it wouldn't have been. Nelson? Mm. 
Yeah, look, he's, he's going to come good for me. <laughs> you, you're going to play for the season, not just for the week. So Cody Taylor will be back. So obviously, bank some points there. No one needs to be told that. Mm-hmm. Um, realistically, for the Crusaders, just who the hell plays outside backs? Mm-hmm. So David Avili has had a hand in every single game, hasn't had a proper rest. So I guess when you have, I don't know, 23 world-class outside backs, <laughs> is that how many you've got? That's yeah. just left wings, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you guys so, even? Did you guys see that they just debuted uh, Lester Fanganuku on the yeah. weekend? He's a 109 kilo winger. Yeah, and he's young. Absolute yeah. beast. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, if, if anyone's going to re- get a rest, I'm thinking Havili. So Will Jordan to full back and uh, Georgie Bridge and Enor on the wings or Severi Reese maybe gets another run. Yes, please. <laughs> but you, you don't rest Brandon Enor for more than one week either. No. They they do like their hierarchy and having doing your shot. So we'll, we'll see. It's all um, based on their structures as well, who fits those roles. That's right. And uh, and Jack Goodhue should be back at outside centre as well. So maybe Tim Bateman gets another run at 12. Uh, but most likely Ryan or, Crotty just keeps playing through. Or you, should, you rest Crotty. You put Goodhue to 12 and order 13. I you can fit all your beasts on there. We could talk. We could not. We could all talk what we would like it to be all day. But I think this is the this is the big South Island Derby. This is. I think you play mm. you play as many as you. That's right. You can. Yeah. yeah, very true. Yeah. Very true. Um, yep. Yeah. So I guess we go Bridge Enor and uh, Havili then. Okay, fine. You don't have to throw it in my face. I guess. <laughs> For the record, he just wants it to be Will Jordan. I do. I, do. I want it to be Sever Reese because I got an injured Moyana. So. Yeah, there's too many good players to uh, to fit in the field. Highlanders, uh, we're thinking what's going to go on with this midfield now that Barracuda's there. Thomas uh, Amanga Jensen and C.O. Tomkinson seem to be a bit out of favour. I think C.O. Tomkinson was recovered from his concussion last week but just didn't get a look in. Yeah. I'm expecting them to go back to the tried and true Tay Walden and Rob Thompson. 2018 combo. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's what it is for me. Yeah, I have to say. Yeah. Fatos to the wing or whatever. Yep. Yeah, Fatters will stand be getting one wing with Naholo out, Tavita Lee on the other, and uh, fullback will be... Ben Smith. Ben Smith, maybe? Yeah, probably. Yeah, he's, the one. he's, he's bad for your games there. Ben from Tax. Yeah, he still looks pretty unbelievable. Ben from Tax, mate? Ben from Tax, no, sorry. That's, <laughs> shout out to the ERB, that's Ben from Tax. Ben, ben from Accounts. Yeah, there right. we go. Thanks, mate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's mid on right? All right, and uh, Marty Banks with his fractured foot. Uh, obviously opens the door back open for Josh Yuani. So he was really, really good in the first few weeks from a fantasy points uh, point of view. I don't think that they're going to go back to Gatlin, bring Gatlin. Yeah. So Josh Yuani to get some big points is our, is our tip and uh, look out for him. Yep. The only other player is Vedu Douglas. Do we mention him? Vedu. Uh, we didn't. Um, they have, again, I guess their loose boards are very much it's, like their, their yeah. outside backs. They it's, have a plethora of them, yes. You'd say, or, or your assumption is that him and Taufu are, are sharing minutes. Mm. Big um, game, I, I would just, say Taufu gets the nod just based on experience. I, I just yeah. think, I think we'll see him feature. I'm just saying, he had a rest last week. He'll feature. He's, he's the type of workhorse. I mean, this is going to be a really he, physical South Island he, derby. He's going to be over Blackadder, as in you're oh. someone getting minutes. So he'll, he'll feature, but... He, he might come off the bench. I'm putting my, my uh, two cents out there. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him start in the sixth jersey. Okay, cheers. Don't tell us what you want. He told me I was biased in my article this week. Yeah. Um, um, so the, the next match is the Rebels versus the Stormers in Melbourne. Um, people that are injured are SP Murray with his groin and Chris Venzil with his back out of this last mm-hmm. week. Um, people that are returning are Dan Creel and Chad Solomon, not Alamalo, so who cares who he is? Um, but they've both flown over as cover. So the big thing for me here is no Etzebeth or Peter Steph Dutoit, 
no Schickling, and now no Van Ziel. Uh, leaves the Stormers line out pretty ripe for some steals, something that the Rebels have been doing quite well, getting three or so steals over the last handful of We've weeks. Some quality jumpers. Mate, Jones Coleman, is, is Jones. killing it, and yeah. Coleman uh, have Jones each Jones has been crushing had, the steals. Yeah, yeah. He, is, he is a beast at number six, mm. jumping in the line out, so definitely putting his name down for the Wallabies. Um, the lack of locks there for the Stormers means Salman Morat should move into that starting lineup, mm-hmm. um, and then we're going to see probably a rookie or, or some youngster coming through. The options are Ernst Van Ryan, who apparently is a lock, uh, or Lucy, and he's 191 centimetres, but which is sure. surely too short when you're talking about so being one of your North. main two South African lock op- jumping options for mm-hmm. them. Um, but then Johan Dutoit, the younger brother of Peter Steff, he's there as well, but he's also, I think, 190, mid-190s. Who are the two uh, forwards that they said were like the... They the, the got flown over last week that they said could play pretty much anywhere because there was two they added to the squad. Johan was one of them. Yeah. Was he? Yeah. yeah. He's okay. been flown over. Well, sure. We're just saying, mate, if he just has like a quarter of how... If he's a quarter as, as well, that's, Peter Steff is, then... Legitimately, my next point is Stormers are going to fan he's even half... Uh, going to hope that he's even half the amount of Peter Steff. Mm. That's all they need. Um, with SP Murray sent home... My guess is we'll see Sinatla come onto the bench. You've already got Lades on the left wing who can cover that fullback if if needed, if Valencia goes down um, or, or gets shifted into 10. So I, I think you'll see Sinatla be the one to fill that spot on the bench there. Um, the Rebels have also rested in the last couple of weeks, rested a number of their top players, including their, their Wallabies, and even some of the guys that aren't in the Wallabies, giving them a, a bit of a freshen up. Um, so this is a game against an outer conference team um, and an underperforming and undermanned one at that in the Stormers. Um, do we see them rest a few players, players that uh, have been pretty much playing full games or, or, or close to it for, for every week now? In terms of Wallabies, you've only really got Maddox for someone from last year. Who but, hasn't been rested. Yeah, who hasn't been rested. Um, but people that are on the outsides of those squads and still been getting a lot of minutes and working quite hard are English, Quaid, and, and Bill Meeks. There's there's a few guys. I mean, everyone in the, the backs for the Rebels can shift around. So it'll be interesting if Quaid goes. You, you're likely to see um, Hodge shift into 10, do you think, boys? No. Well, they, who's going to be 10? A, they've got a lot of up-and-comers they want to see like get some more t- game time, like Campbell Magne, Sione Tupo, yeah. to Samisi Tupo. They, they're quite, Samisi, they have a lot of trust in these guys. Yeah. Tupo and Tupo Lodi had a couple of chances off the bench recently. Surely they're not going to revert back to Hodge at 10 again. Surely that day... Oh, look, I, I hope not. I don't think they should move him around as much as they have, and he's been doing a, a little bit better there at fullback. So fullback or outside centre, for me, is, is where he should be, but English is just doing too well to... To really kick out of that thirteen jersey, unless you're giving him a rest. Do we see Taylor Adams coming to ten? Is he still there, Taylor Adams? I think he is. And I think it was Tyler. Adams. Yeah, I was just going to Tyler Adams. Yeah, I'm. I'm just going to go have is that a. Taylor? Oh, well, good. I don't think so. No, nah, it's Tyler. Kiwi West Harbour Tyler. I was just going to start looking now. <laughs> I was hoping you guys would still more to see who uh, who are they else they had that could actually play there because they must have a young guy. But I don't they, know. I know they. I'm pretty sure they picked up someone young before they ended up taking Quaid as well as a, as a backup option because obviously Debrecen um, left and went. They've got they obviously they've got Matty Tamua coming at the end don't. of the season. Yeah, they actually don't yeah. have it's anyone just, else. It's so Adams. it's Hodge. Hodge is your backup. Yeah, I guess. No, so, basically, so, basically no. They won't be resting Quaid. Yeah. How good. <laughs> No, that's that's about it, boys. 
Excellent. All right. Um, Chiefs Blues. How good is this going to be? I'm really looking forward to this game. So am I. Yep. So, Who's your tip? Start with that. Who am I going to tip? Yeah. Um, Chiefs at home. I don't know. It, it, to me, it depends on uh, if the Blues, if they rest Rico for one. Um, what, what's your thought? Will they? He hasn't been I'm rested yet. I'm just making a decision here. But look, he hasn't right, been rested. I'm going to pick the Chiefs at home. Controversial. What about you two? Is it controversial? They're both in a bit of bit of form. you got the Chiefs bouncing back off, off a bye week, so they'll be fresh. All right, look, we'll go through it, then I'll ask you guys at the end. I'll give it to the end. So yeah. your tip. Um, well, I'll, I'll probably say, say the same. But there you go. Thanks, no, I'm going to even say <laughs> This is some great podcasting right here. Um, uh, Blue, Chiefs Blues in this one. We've got injured Blake Gibson, so that knee injury we talked about. Um, don't know severity, but if you check the casualty ward throughout the week, you will find out. Um, nice. Returning, Brody Retallick, he's just come back from a rest week, so he played the first six games, had a rest week, and then the bye, he'll be good to go. Guzzler, he'll be out there smashing people. Ooh, Guzzler. Guzzler, that's the nickname. Um, a bit dirty. Jack, yeah. <laughs> Jack Debrasini, he'll be back. Oh, sorry, could be back from uh, concussion protocols. I assume so. It's been another two weeks. Are they going to give him a run over Marty McKenzie? Considering how well he's gone, that is a very good Marty's, point. Yeah, Marty's been doing too well to, to just drop him straight to the bench. I think. Absolutely. Debrasini so, has to work his way back in. So Stardy has been. Uh, he's definitely su- surpassed all expectations. I think he's actually played quite well. Yeah, um, he's he is a poor man's uh, DMAC. He's certainly a poor man's DMAC. No, I think it's. For them, it's just whether what they the difference of what they bring. So Debrasini, I guess, brings what I would think a bit more control and certainly a better kicking game. Yeah, don't think that's really a strong suit from Marty. And we know that Debers has an absolute cannon of a boot. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be it'll be a hard one. But um, look, I, my my picks. We'll see. Debrasini onto the bench. Yeah. He'll get twenty to thirty minutes to actually stake his claim for it. Yeah, too easy. And then we'll have uh, Atata Hakuna Atata or uh, Atata Moikiel. Really mad at me on that one. Um, Nailed it. He's he's coming back from a <laughs> sort of neck injury. It was a really weird one where like he, he kind of was injured or wasn't injured. I don't know. He, he was, was dead and he yeah. was fine. Uh, we won't go into that one. But look, anyway, uh, it's going to be a sick game. The Chiefs they've just kind of worked out that uh, with DMAC back in fifteen, absolutely running the show, they can make it all happen. Uh, so, which, I mean, the Chiefs play a really just up-tempo, chaotic style of footy, and they really started to put it together in recent weeks, so they're back to pretty much full strength. You know, I think we'll see D-Mac and Solomon Alamalor at the back, and then they'll complement that with probably... They've got they've got lots of options. They've got Wainui, Sean Stevenson, Hakuna Atata. They like could have had Sevu Reese. Could have had Sevu Reese. I'm sure they would have loved that. Um, <laughs> and also Sean Stevenson. We haven't really talked much about Shooter, but he seems to have fallen out of favour a bit. But uh, yep. I think I don't think he's injured. I think he's backing around. So, no, uh, there's no like him. Yep. And then um, <laughs> for the for the so also they have you know their forward pack will be back to pretty much full strength with no Sam Kane. But um, yes, uh, for the Blues, four wins in a row. Yep. Certainly gained a bit of momentum. Kind of pushing up that ladder. Pushing definitely. up that ladder with Blake Gibson out. I think we will just see Dalton Papali'i, someone we've wanted to be see playing, get some time. Um, He's available for us. He is available yeah. to pick up in our league. Big, big news. Um, but yeah, do we see Rico get a rest? I mean, basically, they've had Collins and Caleb Clark back. They've pretty much got most of their outside backs back, so well, they no, could do yeah. it. No Talia. 
Um, they're not going to give Rico a rest. I mean, they so can't. I'll, not in these I'll games. right now. There's buys in five and ten, so they can just play through. Yeah, they'll okay. give them one rest in the back seven games, or whatever it is, and then they'll go. Well, we're not playing grand final, so that's their rest week. <laughs> they'll do it. I you agree. Just wait. I agree. Among definitely. In he, the he's playing the next two Kiwi derbies. There's you have to have them. I think he'd be crazy to rest Rico when he's your best player. So. Not last week. He Dick wasn't head. last week. That's true. Yeah, it cost <laughs> you the game. Um. All right, well, very good. Uh, all right, I said I'd come back to you on what your tips are. Nels, you gave me yours. You thought you went Chiefs with me? Look, I, I want to go Chiefs. How's that? What do you got? Uh, it could go either way. I'm going to go the Chiefs. Oh. I don't, I don't want to. I want to go the Blues. But yeah, everyone wants to go the Blues. Here, going to be the Chiefs. All right, well, take us on to the Brumbies and the Lions, please, Hazard. I'd love to. I'm not distracted. Uh, the <laughs> no new injuries for this one from... The uh, available teams last week, but you do have a few players coming back. You've got David Pocock, who should be back with his uh, his calf injury. Rory Arnold, who had recovered apparently from his shoulder last week, but they rested him for the tour. You also had Falau Finger and Scott Seo rested as well. So basically they're going to get their full forward pack back. Um, keep an eye out for the Lions squad. Uh, I know Whiteley was this week or in mm. the next two weeks as well. That's it. Quagga in the next couple of weeks four, as well. I think. I think he's three or four. Yeah. So which one of you is going to pick him up and hold on to him for seven weeks? Or something? Man, i got John Luke Dupree's. So I'm hoping he pops up somewhere. So. That's right. According can't, to, hold, according, can't hold both. According to you, he'll be back any week now. Yeah, that's right. Any week. No, they did say um, a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> he's more than one. So, And uh, the Lions, I'm just thinking at the moment, surely they've got the worst defence in the comp. Mm. So this is yeah. Go. When you're talking up their winger and he missed five, and you were talking up his defence. Yeah, we saved the Rocks and diamonds. Yeah, rocks and diamonds. Yeah, how he likes them. Uh, so this is going to go one of two ways, right? So either the Brumbies are going to play their since they've been under pressure, they've gone back to their rolling more game. In in which case, this could be a rolling more off because Malcolm Marks and the Lions do have a rolling more. As what well. you're hoping it is, yeah. Absolutely. Roll off. You, you call it a roll off. Well, I could have, I've got Bongi now as well, mate. I've got options. But it's anyway, true. it could go that way. Or the Brumbies could actually throw it around, and there should be holes of plenty around for Tavita Kurundurani, for Tony Pulu. Pulu look good. For Spate and the others. You know, like there's mm. a lot of strike power out back. So if they do throw it around, can, I think that they could be big points. Can and I tell they you? Can score some good tries. I think Pulu looking hungry and searching for that ball like he did on the weekend, that's going to add something very different to the Brumbies that they, they haven't really had in the last few weeks, mm. I don't think. Yeah, he did, look, he did look fit and hungry. Yeah, 100%. I like it because he might actually just inspire the other backs to do something, you know what I mean? Like, he just yeah. goes, fuck it, I don't care if I'm inspiring you, I'll just do it. Yeah. <laughs> but I just mean the fact that he's like, I, I can go looking for the ball and I have to stay <laughs> yeah, in my yeah. position the whole time. You know? Yeah. Pulu, um, you're, you've played New Zealand franchises. Don't listen to our structure. Just do what you want, mate. Exactly. Just do what you want. The Lions back line. Uh, uh, I, I feel knows. like at some point, Swiss de Bruyne's got to actually give them a, more than a week together so that they yeah, can try far, and build yeah. some combinations because no, mate, that seems to be the biggest problem for their Cohesion. team. What's that? Yeah, no, so well, who's your 13 then? Who's my 13? No, who, <laughs> who would you be picking as your 13? I would have said Alani, You just said they've got to continue with a lineup for once, so wouldn't they be sticking yeah. with Yeti? We're saying they should continue with Similani. <laughs> <Yeah, exactly. laughs> From now until the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think they will. I reckon they're going to go Mapoi to Giancia, and I think they're going to go Combrink, uh, maybe getting a run back because he's been out for a while. Uh, he should be. 
Yeah, and uh, as he should be. Yeah. Andreas Kutzia will get a run. I reckon Tyrone Green's seen his last game for a while because he's young. Yeah. And can't tackle unless yeah. it's to save a try. Yeah. So there you go. Super I reckon awesome. they'll go back to the old heads. Yep. Except for Volstead, he's dead. He is, he's fallen off the cliff. A lot, like healthy, but just doesn't play football anymore. I think this game's going to be interesting. We're going to have no idea how it's going to go. It's going to go like it's well, going to, it's going to go one way. That it's going to be completely like fast paced, ridiculous, or it's just going to be like you said. Yeah, Lions both teams are so varied. Yeah, Lions away from home. Are they going to be able to bounce back after such a shit performance? If they go, if they get on a. They slept on the right side of the bed, or whatever that expression is. I'm now too tired to. You've nailed it, man. Just back yourself. All right. Yeah. All right. So the next game is the Sharks Jags. Um, so Ramiro Moyano, he's had his little back slash kidney little injury, so we probably won't see him. No, he's flown home. What's I think. Li- what's a little back slash kidney injury? Does well, you know what? It's, it's not just, a serious one. This basically <laughs> just comes down to when you translate from Spanish yeah, to okay. English. Yeah. And it's like, he had a <laughs> yeah, renal yeah. or back injury and I was like, okay, well... It could know. be his kidney or his eye. Way, you don't in, know. In his abdomen region. It sounded like, yeah, it sounded like he was in hospital, but um, yeah. he's been yeah, discharged he, and sent home, so he's not playing. Uh, Lucio Sodoni, he also has a quad injury. People returning, Jeremy Ward... After his ban for his vicious tackle on Speckman. Yeah, so he won't start there. Nah. Speckman's the kind of guy that makes you want to tackle viciously. Though. That's probably fair. It's, mm. Is it the hair or is it just it. the fact that he steps it. you and makes you look like a dickhead? He's an annoying little runt. Yeah, it's a bit, bit of a naughty word. Runt. <laughs> um, so the Sharks... <laughs> Are still uh, remaining tight-lipped on Jean-Luc Dupree, someone we, <laughs> we ended on, no matter how much they receive private and open messages on Twitter, which is a bit rough. Um, so if anyone yeah, has any tips out there... Well, your oh, mate, I've sent them everything. Yeah. I've sent them gifts. Carrier pigeons. Yeah, far yeah. yeah. oh, out. Um, so we're, I, my guess is we're unlikely to see him, although he's realistically going off the last thing, which said a, a few weeks... We could see him back this week or <laughs> oh. next week. A few weeks. I looked it up. It is more than one, but probably like not more than what, three did or you four. Google a few. Yes, it is more than one. That's the Ooh. only stipulation, but a little amount. Right. So we should see him soon. Um, I'm, I'm fingers crossed for this week. Sharks will be on a high from flogging the Lions uh, and climbing Ooh. to the top of the conference. Um, however, the Jags just beat the Bulls away from home. Um, the Sharks have been a bit shaky at home this year. They've only won two of their four. That's 50% at home. I know you're struggling with the numbers, Kagi, so that's 50%. Um, that's not something they'll like to continue throughout the rest of the year. So it's going to be a big one for them. Double points being a conference game as well. Esther Heisen, he's he's back in a bit of a rich vein of form. He's got 68 and 62 points in the last few rounds, um, which is huge. And with, Harry, you should trade him to me. <laughs> um, with, yeah, you've got you gotta, Dillende, mate. You don't need you both. you got to buy them when they're low, mate. Yeah. The Giant and the EA back in the team. Exactly what I dreamed of. Yeah. Um, I've dreamed of better things. Moyano missing, so my guess is we see Buffelli shift from fullback to left wing. You have Tukalet come back into that 15 jersey. Another thing is, do we see Miotti uh, get a crack at that 10 jersey, guys? What do we think? Off the bench again? I reckon he should. No, he'll I mean, start. I reckon he'll start, yeah. I think I'll just throw him He in. was too good. Yep. Yeah. Can't not. He was too good and Gonzalez was too bad. So. Yeah, Inglésius has done nothing. Um, and, and your thoughts? We, we think Creevy's going to get a start. Picked him up last week because he will be starting this oh, week, mate, he's starting and he's going to have a sure. ripper 
and I'm going to destroy Harry. This Look, week. you say that he's going to start. You guys are saying that he's going to start, but we know the last few years he has been rested more and more every year and been getting less and less minutes a year. Oh, that's why a he, week. Hasn't, he hasn't played the last like five four games. weeks. Man, yeah. Last, but last year on average he had fifty-four points, uh, fifty-four minutes. Yes, so, that, that means he started. And the year before it was sixty odd. So yeah, he's definitely playing less. Do your maths. Forty odd this you year. Asked is is he will be starting? <laughs> and we both. Yeah, but yes. he's yours. So I'm just trying to talk him down a bit, mate. Okay, well, that's right. I didn't lose my point. That's all we got, guys. <laughs> all right, and the Bulls Reds. Uh, is that the last game? It is. It yes. is, mate. Excellent. So that is in Pretoria. The Reds heading over on tour. Um, returning for the Reds, Chris Sortia. Yes. So um, fantasy managers would be excited to see him back yep. in the string of things. Um, Sorry, I should have got through the injuries first. Look, uh, Eli Snyman, we talked about him, so some kind of shoulder injury. Um, and Filippo Dalgunu with a forearm injury. Uh, from what we read, he broke his arm or fractured his arm or something. There'll be scans, but um, it didn't look good. Um, yeah, so back, sorry, back to the returning. Uh, said Chris F, CFS, uh, Scott Young, back from a concussion. Archie Snyman. Can we just point out Harry's music he's doing over here, DJ Harry? Yo, yo. What are you doing, mate? If you do it fast enough, if you keep doing it, we might get like a Super Mario kind of soundtrack happening. <laughs> you know yeah, working on it. All right. Um, you keep it's working a on It's me, Mario. Uh, you stop, Harry. You keep working. Um, <laughs> no. uh, Duncan Matthews, back from an ankle injury. He, he was one of those guys who just randomly got like 100 points one week. I don't know if you guys Yeah, no, I've been hanging out for another one of those yeah. for a long time. Yeah, and then he just stayed on top of averages because he never played again. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, Marco Janssen van Vuden. Um, he's a proper I think. He's coming back. Yeah. Uh, coming back from a question mark. No one knows what that is. Uh, the Bulls. Actually, I'd like another well-timed Bulls injury report, actually. They're normally very good. Last nice. week, I feel they didn't give us yeah, as much as they normally did. It was still good, but not so. Uh, that's it. Step it up, Bulls. Um, and Warwick Chalant. Um, he's been to hell and... Back? Yeah, he'll do it. He's, he's back from a shoulder injury. Um, we imagine, do we see him just slotting straight back in? Is that what we're talking yes. about? Goodbye, Divin Russo. 100%. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yes, on to the game. Uh, Bulls, Reds. Bulls are just going to play the same game plan they do every time. Test match rugby. They've got Andre Pollard back, so it's just going to be game over as far as I'm concerned. They're going to dominate territory. They're going to kick penalty goals from anywhere in the 50. And, you know, despite the Bulls having a big... The Reds having a big pack, I think the Bulls are just going to bully them into penalties. So it's about whether the Reds can actually get the ball out and use their back line um, and just really front... They're going to really need to front up uh, in the set pace against the Bulls. Um... So, yes, we've talked about the positions. So, with Diakuno out, Chris F, CFS, probably back straight on the wing. <laughs> You're not even going to get a crack CFS, once, mate. Mate, we're out of time here. We've been talking too long, Nelson. Um, CFS, straight back onto the right wing, I think. Uh, yep. So, then we'll see. You say back onto the right wing, but he, he was mainly playing it outside. He was. But uh, you've got who at number 12, mate? Uh, well, this is the thing, actually. I'll just hour. Yeah, but are we going to see... No. Karevi 12, Naivalu 13. Brad Thorn basically, yeah. Brad oh, Thorn basically true. said that he wants Karevi at 12 because that's where he's playing his best footy and he's there yeah, at true. Yeah, that's true. Excellent. So, yes, I imagine we'll still see Hamish Shield at 15, Hegarty at 10. They, they seem, they, they, those, both of them seem to just be growing in those positions. So, um, 
Yeah, I feeling mean, more comfortable there week to week. It was kind of funny because when, you know, at the start of the season, Stewart, you know, looked like he was going to be the out and out 10 and uh, Hegarty looked like he was called in to replace the 15, but they kind of swapped it up as being working well. So, uh, yeah, for sure. So you, you guys are saying you'd prefer Naivalu? as your outside centre, rather than shifting him out to the wing and doing what you had earlier on the season, that good centre pairing with Chris F. or TR. Oh, sorry, no, 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 yeah, yeah. You said Duncan Power. No, but originally he said right wing and you said yes. So we think F. or TR to outside, not to wing. Yeah, that's right. F. or TR to outside centre, Naivalu back to wing. Yep. Yeah. Yes. So I'll just agree. Good. Good, because if you don't, you'd be wrong. Okay. Uh, so yeah anyway look pretty similar with this one I think we'll see pretty similar lineups uh, Andre Polo Jesse Creel back in um, we'll see Herlant back on the in the fullback position so uh, it's anyone's guess for the wings sorry Speckman was was he rested or did he have an, in, did he have an injury actually mm. now I think about it because we might see Speckman back he was rested yeah if Speckman was rested I would be surprised if we don't see him back so uh, and then it's anyone's guess who's on the right wing spot for the Bulls so it could be Rousseau Kotzer Ishmael is actually supposed to be back in around yeah. now. Uh, there's Hendricks as well. Anyone's guess for that right wing? Um, and yeah, I guess the forward pack will look pretty similar. They've been also, as we've talked about, having some problems with lock, but uh, I imagine Liebenberg will be in there. And um, I assume they'll really want RG Snyman to be back into that position. Yep. He could be a great pickup if. Um, if he's available. If he's available. He's uh, if king, he the king of, king of offloads. He'll be available. So, um, Yeah, that's pretty much all I want to talk about with that one. The Reds heading off on tour. The only thing I can say, I hope Tupo's starting again. But um, it's I've got one thing for you after the main meal. What you got? What you got? Do with that dessert? I thought I was going to be way quiet. Yeah, a bit loud, man. Um, I, I won't put a lot of effort into making that not that offensively loud, but that's all right. My wife doesn't have to actually want to stay with me. Um, <laughs> I don't think that changed things, by the way. It definitely does. <laughs> um, so what I wanted to talk about very briefly before we finish up is just Nelson's fantasy football game. So Nelson was the wooden spooner last year. We Excellent. all know that. Yeah. I think that's pretty well. All right, no, I'm on board. I was about to get up and leave, but no, you've you sold my back in. <laughs> this is a bit rough. Let's do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wait, can we mention my previous history? No, don't care. No, uh, won the so, championship in uh, 2012. Been in three or four finals. <laughs> Nelson, I don't really feel like you need to defend yourself, but Harry's clearly prepared dessert. He's gone to some effort. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm, I'm putting a lot of effort in here. Yeah. So Nelson has three wins from the first eight. Yep. A, a, a poor start by anyone's standards. That puts him in uh, sixth place, I believe. Sixth place. Yep. Now he is going to officially be. Do math. Thirteen points behind first place. Yeah. So I'm just going to scrap in top four. I'll be with that. Top four. So, but let's put it this way: I lost last week by one point. You're, bit nine, rough. you're going to be nine points behind fourth. My last five haven't been that bad. Nine points. Five rounds. I've had three Not that bad wins. doesn't win your championship. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Three wins. You get your sixth, mate. That's what it gets. It's just been bouncing a ball. One point. That's a, that's an extra meter. It's an extra pass. Minor things. And the, the previous one was, unlike you guys, I actually play rugby boys. So I have to fit this stuff in. No one cares about on this. Top I'm, of I'm just captaining, captaining a championship I'm still side. i for Nelson to do his stand-up comedy from losing. Oh, there's some good, <laughs> good jokes in there. Right. Let's wrap it up with uh, Nelson climbing the ladder up to sixth place. No one expects to get here. Nelson, last word. Uh, stay.